0: Welcome to Kingstar Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe God's word will impact your everyday life. Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, Ah, my God, the presence of God is... When you pray, say. When you pray, say. Just skip to verse number eight. I say to you, Though he will not rise and give it to him, because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. The disciples had seen John teach his people how to pray. The Bible does not tell us how they were praying. But John taught his people how to pray. And so these guys come to Jesus. And they tell him, Lord, teach us to pray. The Bible says that they found Jesus praying. And then asked him, teach us to pray. They found him praying and then they asked him to teach them how to pray. You cannot teach, you cannot transfer something that you're not. Jesus was the embodiment of prayer, he was a man of prayer. He was a prayerful man. You cannot teach what you are not. It is hypocrisy to try to teach what you don't do. Like the Pharisees, they used to say, do as I say, not as I do. Because it is hypocrisy to teach what you are not. So they found the man praying and they said, Teach us to pray. Ah. This church was ushered into a new season, but the season has a lot of demands on the church. Praise the Lord. If Jesus was not a man of prayer, he could not have taught to pray. Because people learn more by what you do than by what you say. They observe you, they look at your life, and they imitate what you are. If you're not it, it doesn't matter how much you say it, it will not transfer to people. Because words are seeds. Jesus said, The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are word, life. And so Jesus begins to teach them. And he said, When you pray, say. The entire chapter, from verse 1 to number 13, is Jesus teaching how to pray. Praise the Lord. I am here today to to just pass on a message that God gave me throughout the week. That God is speaking to us as a church. And so Jesus teaches them and says, When you pray, say, Our Father. And he gave them a model prayer how they should pray. He didn't say, Say this prayer every time you're praying, but he said, This can be a model prayer. But my point is not there. So he goes to verse number six. After he has given them a model prayer of the Lord's Prayer, he goes to verse number six. And then he tells them a certain man. Got visitors in the night. Praise the Lord. And when he got visitors in the night, the Bible says he did not have bread. This man was not prepared. And he got visitors and he did not have anything to give them. And the Bible says he went over to his friend's house and says, Please give me some bread. I have visitors. And the friend tells him, I have already slept. Even my children are in bed. I cannot rise to give you bread. Ah, Please hear me. And verse number eight. Jesus says something. He says, I said to you, though he will not rise and give him Because he is his friend. These guys were friends. But they reached a place. Where their relationship. Their friendship. Could not be. The reason why this man. Would sacrifice for him. Oh. There are places in God. Where God gives you things. Because. Because. You're his child. And he says because you're my child. You can have it. There are things that God gives us because of relationship. It's our right. And so God gives them to us. But there comes a time. Where I feel this church has reached. Where it is not just going to be. Because of being a child of God. Are you with me? And so Jesus said, at this point, relationship could not work. Hey. (laughs) At this point, just because they are friends, it doesn't mean I'll wake up and give you bread. Mm. Jesus, you know I'm your child. Jesus, you know I am your favorite child. And so I expect you to give me these things. And Jesus said, I know. Then he said something. Yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as what? Well. As he needs. Ah. Jesus was teaching several lessons about prayer. But he wanted to bring out this lesson. He said when you reach a certain place in God. You have to enter a dimension called persistence. Ah. It is babies who pray. And expect to get there and then. There's that place. How many of you? That place when you are still, you are just gotten born again. Before you would say anything, it would come. Oh God, I need a house. It's there. God, I need a car. It's there. God, I need this. It's there. Then, as you began to grow in Christ, slowly He began to teach you certain things. Hey. You realize that the things which used to happen just like that, now they don't. Is it that God loves you less? No. No. Is it that you're no longer his child? No. But you have reached a place where you need to learn certain things. And one of them is called persistence. (sighs) The Bible says... He will not rise because he is his friend. He will rise because of what? Persistence. And he will give him as many as he needs. Why does God bring us to a place where we have to persist? Why doesn't he give us things the way we want? Just the way we want? Aye. Are you with me? Uh, the man of God was here last week. And he said there are going to be exponential rains. Are you with me? Come on, say amen. amen. He said there are going to be rains. And the church went home. Folded their hands and entered bed. Waited for the rains. There, is, there are things God will give you because of relationship. There are things God has to entrust you with. And one of the things that will put you in that place is persistence. Because persistence breaks resistance. But not only does it break resistance, persistence grows your muscle. Persistence grows you. It is babies who expect things to be done just like that there comes a time where you have to persist and stay in the place. Stay in the place of faith. Stay in the place of believing. Stay in the place of prayer. Stay in the place of expectation regardless of what happens. Say, Lord, give me grace to persist. Persistence grows you. Because there are things, there are things in the realm of the spirit. God gives, but then there are things God entrusts. And to entrust you with these things, you must have grown to a certain level. You don't wake up in the morning and give a million shillings to a baby. He has to first grow up so that you can entrust him with that. And so Jesus was saying, Some things will take persistence. Lord, I have prayed. Lord, I have prayed. I I have prayed. How long have you prayed? Two months. Lord, I have prayed. I have believed. How long have you prayed? One week. I'm not seeing a difference. And Jesus is saying do what? Persist. The Bible says in Luke 18.1 that men ought always to pray and not to give up. Men ought always to pray and not to do what? To give up. But that is not why I'm here. I'm just building something. And so he skips over. Help me go to verse number 11. All right. Jesus continues in his sermon. And he says, if a son asks for bread. Let's go to verse 9. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. Verse 10. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. Are you with me? Jesus is telling them there is assurance that God will surely do what? Give you. You must understand that God has given you. He will give you there is that assurance. If you pray in a place of God, I'm not sure if you'll give it to me, you're not believing. By the time you enter a place of prayer, you must have assurance that the one I am praying to is faithful. So, verse number 11, he says something. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Ah, now I am beginning where I want. Then Jesus says, verse number 13, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Number one. The first lesson that Jesus taught on prayer. What was the first lesson? No persistence. The first lesson was Jesus himself being a man of word of prayer. Number two. He gives them the model of prayer. Number three, he teaches them what? Persistence. Number four, he teaches them faith. Seek, you will find. Knock, the door will be open. Ask, it shall be given to you. Then he comes down to number five. And then he says, you fathers being evil, if you know how to give good gifts, By virtue of being a father. It doesn't matter whether you're a witch. It doesn't matter whether you're a murderer. By virtue of the fact that you're a father. You have to give good gifts to your children. And it says if a son asks for bread. Will he give him a stone? So what is the son asking for? The son is asking for bread. The son is asking for fish. And the son is asking for what? An egg. Then Jesus says something very interesting. He says, How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? My question is I thought we were talking about bread. I thought we were talking about fish. I thought we were talking about eggs. God, I thought we were talking about my needs because these are my needs. This is bread. This is fish. This is an egg. We are talking about my needs. Ah. Then Jesus crowns it up. And he says, how much more? Will your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit when you ask? But Jesus, I asked for a husband. You're telling me Holy Spirit? Jesus, I asked for a good job. You're telling me, Holy Spirit? Jesus, I asked you for a promotion. What are you talking about? Holy Spirit? Ah, Help me lift your hands and say, Holy Spirit. You're all I need. Ah, All right, now I'm going to begin preaching. So, Jesus... It's very interesting. It's sometimes controversial. How do my needs end up round up in the Holy Spirit? Because Jesus knew what he was saying. What he was saying was everything you need, everything. I said everything. From your hair to your shoes. To your house, to your children, to your career, to your business. Everything you need in this life has been embedded in the person of the Holy Spirit. One of the characters I love so much in the Bible is Peter. Luke chapter 5, Jesus walks up to this guy. And he says, give me your boat. Peter gives him his boat. Jesus uses the boat. He preaches. After Jesus has done with his business, he tells Peter, launch out into what? The deep. Peter had spent the whole night fishing. And he had caught what? Nothing. And Jesus said, launch your net into the deep. (sighs) And the man caught fish. Beyond the university of fishing, <laughs> what they had been taught in the university of fishing. Ah, you don't understand. In fishing, you don't fish during the day, uh-huh. you fish at night. Yes. Hey, so so Peter looks at this man who is a carpenter uh-huh. by profession, uh-huh. and then you carpenter. You're giving me advice in my profession. Come on. You are telling me to launch into the deep. Yeah. <laughs> during the day. Don't you know that fish go down during the day. <sighs> That's why Peter tells him. You know the reason I love Peter is because this guy was a risk taker. Yes. He was daring. Yes. He dared. Go beyond what he knew. What his knowledge gave him. He said, oh, okay. I toiled all night. And I caught what? Nothing. Then he said, nevertheless. Nevertheless. At your word. I will cast my net. And he cast his net. Into the deep. And the Bible says he caught a multitude of fish. His net almost broke. Ah, are you with me? This was Peter's business. This was Peter's career. This is what his family depended on. Hey, this is where he got money to pay fees. Are you with me? Jesus comes in that time when business is not good. Hey, when business is not good, Jesus showed up. Hey. Hey. But you know, Jesus, Jesus is amazing. He loves to show up when everything has failed. As long as you still have options, he will tarry. As long as you still have options, he will wait for you. When you come to that place where no man can help you, then he will come. Hey. When all the knowledge you acquired in your university, all the PhDs you got, when at the end you are at the end and they are not working for you, Jesus will come in. Are you with me? And so Jesus shows up when business is bad. And Peter says, okay, let me just try. And Peter catches fish. To the point that the net almost broke. He had to call his neighbor. Just imagine today you open up your shop tomorrow and everything in your shop is sold that day. You have too much money, you need to call your neighbor, say neighbor, come and help me. made money he had never made in his entire business he made it in one day in one moment are you with me so at that point Peter looks at the fish he looks at the boat he looks at the man and he said this business was falling it was doing badly But when this man showed up, everything changed. The Bible says, Peter gave up his net. Gave up the fish. Hey! You know, at the height of business, when you have made dollars that you have never made, at the height of your career, you know, that position you want badly, when you're at the top. And at the top, Peter said, neighbor have and he followed Jesus are you with me he did what follow Jesus I in Luke chapter 4 the Bible talks about Jesus going to Simon Peter's house to pray for his mother in law meaning Peter also had a wife are you following yeah. This guy had a wife. Yeah. Bible scholars say he also had children. He had a family. Just imagine your Mrs. Peter. <laughs> and one day you're waiting for her to come home with fish, with money made from fish. And, and you wait until midnight. And the guy is not coming back. And then you have, you receive a phone call at midnight. It tells you, honey, I'm not coming. He said, ah, oh, what has happened? He said, there's a man here. I am following him. <laughs> oh. Oh. I tell you, we Ugandan women, we shall pack our bags and look for another one. Yeah, there's this guy. Have you heard about it's called Jesus today? I made the most money I have ever made. Oh, you did? So why haven't you sent me some? He said, Oh I I I had to leave it. Uh And your firstborn is not in school yet because he has not paid fees. And Peter is telling you, honey, "Ah, this guy is too much. I just had to leave the business and follow him. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. (sighs) And Peter begins to follow who? Jesus. He leaves wife behind he leaves business behind. He leaves everything he ever knew. He leaves it well behind. I tell you that husband needs to be taken to court. In today's world, he would be taken to court. How, how do you, how, what, what are you saying? That is negligence. Abandonment. follows this man. And let me tell you something. The man they were following was not he was rich, yes, but he did not have something to show for his riches. Hey, one day a man asked me asked him, "Master, show us where you stay." And he says, "Foxes have holes. Birds have nests. But the son of man has nowhere to put his head." So the man Peter is following has no home, has no car, has no money, has nothing. Hey, my God. You didn't hear what I said? Hey, Mrs. Peter, I don't know what Mrs. Peter was up to. And Peter is following this man. Follows who? This man. And, and, and you know, if I was Mrs. Peter, I would come out to see. Probably he's with the president. You know? Probably, you know. He's now the advisor of the president. So probably, yeah, maybe there's hope. Uh, uh, the man he is following does not have a piece of land. And Peter follows who? Jesus. Jesus. And in Luke chapter 18 Jesus talks about the cost of following him. And he talks about He says it is hard for people like this to even go through a camel's a camel's eye. And and Peter Peter, I think after years of working with Jesus, that is Luke chapter 18. Then I think he remembers he left a wife, he left a family, he left his business at the height of it. It It is easier to leave a business which is falling, but a business at the height of it. Hey. And Peter. And now, they have walked with him, walked with Jesus, walked with the man. And then the man is telling him all of a sudden, it is hard. <laughs> then, then, G. then Peter said, uh, brother, please, sir, come here. We, we have left everything. Some of us, some of us. <laughs> Me, Peter, wife. I had children. I had a business and I left it and I did what? Let me ask your neighbor how much has following Jesus cost you? Because some of you are two legged saying Jesus I love you but I also love this guy. I love you but you know. So let's do both. It's Jesus, share me, let's also there and share me. And Peter said, I have left everything to do to follow you. Now what are you talking about at this juncture? <laughs> and, and Jesus gave him assurance and he said, no one who has, who has left child, husband, wife, mother, father shall go shall not be given back. Give it to me. Luke chapter, Luke chapter 18. Yeah. Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who shall not receive many times more in this present time and in the age to come eternal life. So Jesus gives him what? Assured. So at least Peter is assured. He said, okay, maybe there's hope. Because at this time, they are sleeping in people's houses. Sometimes they are going without. They have to share bread. So, so Jesus said, there's hope. Don't worry. You will gain in this present time and in the age to do it to come. Ah. And Peter continues his soldiers on. He continues following who? Jesus. Let me tell you something. Peter was human. There are moments he thought about his business. Especially at that point when they needed taxes. Uh Hey! They needed taxes. And this man whom they are following is not bothered. Uh They have to remind him. He's not shaken. Uh We need to pay taxes oh, okay, fish come forth and man come. Peter continues following who? Jesus. The man left everything to follow this man. So they walk together everywhere. Not a day went by and Peter was not beside Jesus. Uh, John chapter 16. Give me John chapter 16. So now, we have followed this man for about three years. It is about time that the man has to go away. Are you with me? No wonder, the mother of James and John, Mm. she said, I need to secure space for my children. So she said, Jesus, when you are there in your kingdom, I have booked the right for James. And the left for who? For John. Just in case Peter wants to come in. (laughs) Hey. And in John chapter 16, Uh Jesus is about to go. He has been warning them, telling them, oh, I'm about to go. The son of man is about to be given. (sighs) And in John chapter 16, verse number 17, Jesus stands up. Those are three years of following Jesus. All right. After in verse number seven, Jesus says something. Seven, 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 sorry. So he tells them, Nevertheless, I have left everything for this man. So now he is about to go. At least I expect a portion, some gold. Give give me something. So he said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I do what? I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. If I depart, I will do what? Sign him. So, Jesus, now after three years of walking with you, so now you are going. <laughs> So, so okay, so wh- where is the catch for me? He says, when I go, I will send a helper. I, unless you would have given me some money in the bank, put some money on my account. You know, what is in it for me, Jesus? These things of serving you and what is in it for me? And Jesus said, if I depart, the Helper will come to you. I will do what? So Peter says, oh, oh, so three years of leaving everything, this is what I get. I get someone who I don't know called the Helper. Jesus, what do you mean? And Jesus continued with verse number 8 and he said and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness and of judgment. And Peter you know at one point, that is why Peter went back to fishing. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, He had to. Guy had left everything. And the best you're leaving me with is someone called a helper. Hey. Nothing. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. Everything you need. Everything. Everything you need is in the person of the Holy Spirit. Jesus did not do this to hurt them. Uh -uh. Jesus knew if he gave them gold, gold can go away tomorrow. Lands can go away tomorrow. Careers can crumble anytime. Businesses go up and they go down. But he said "I have something that cannot change. Something that makes money. Ah, Jesus knew what he was saying. He said, Peter, I am going to give you the Holy Ghost. You have followed me, I know. You have left everything. But I'm going to give you something more than gold. Something more than silver. Something more than money. Something more than men. Something more than women. Something more than houses. I will give you the Holy Spirit. Peter you need is in him. That is why he said do not leave Jerusalem. Luke 24. Don't leave Jerusalem until the promise of the father has come. Because Peter when I am not there you can do nothing minus the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Come on. Listen to me. You want gold, you want money, you want fame, you want all these things. They have been given to you in the person of who? The Holy Spirit. Everything, everything you will ever need is in the person of the Holy Spirit. You want money, Holy Ghost. Yeah, some of you are looking really. Oh yeah. I said oh yeah everything you need is in the person of the Holy Spirit Ah, because sometimes you say Lord I need money Lord I need money Ah, and the Holy Ghost will give you an idea and you say go here and here go and do this and you will get money yeah. Lord I need a husband and the Holy Ghost will say no you don't need husband you need favor and he will power favor on you and husband will say she's the one she's the one Amen. everything you need ah. The Holy Spirit, he is the center of everything that we need. The center of everything that we need. Whether you need money, whether you need breakthrough, whether you need land, whether you need anything, he has it. He has it. He has it. He has it. Jesus said, these things go away any time. I don't care how much insurance you have. There's a place insurance ends. I don't care how much money you think you have on your account. There's a day you will wake up and it is not there. I don't care how beautiful you think you are. There's a day you will wake up and you will look and say, wow. Since when did I get to 70 that fast? Holy Spirit. You're everything I need. Everything. Everything. Yeah. But. I just want. There are so many things. Many ministries. Of the Holy Spirit. But there's only one. I want to dwell on just in a few minutes. The Holy Spirit has been given to us for the ministry of prayer and intercession. That is one of his ministries. Many things he is the comforter, he is the advocate, he is the guide, he is the truth, he is the teacher. He's many things, he is the seal of God on you. But among all those, one of his most primary ministries is to help you to pray. Because if he can do that, nothing can come against you, nothing can stand before you, nothing. Romans. Give me Romans 8 26 I love that scripture. Romans chapter 8 verse number 26 This is what he says. He says, likewise also the spirit helps in our weaknesses. Say neighbor, You you have a weakness. Likewise the spirit also helps in our weaknesses. Ah, I don't care who you are. There's a weakness. Yes. And then he said something. For we do not know what we should pray for. Hello? Hello. Madam prayer list. Mr. Prayer list. Oh, I have a prayer list. Oh, I have a prayer list. Oh, I have a prayer list. The Bible says we do not know what we should pray for. Hey. Yet many times you think you know. Hmm. And then he says something. As we ought. We do not know what to pray for. And we do not know how to pray for it. Hey. Two weaknesses here. I don't know what to pray for. You think you know. Oh baby you don't. You also don't know how to pay for it. So you think you need the house. Lord, I need rent. I need rent. The month is about to end. And the father is saying, No, in your books there is nothing like rent. In your books, there's a landlord. How come you asking me for rent when you are a landlord? You don't know how to pray. But on top of that, you don't know what to pray for. So these are two places, weaknesses. So Lord, what about all these things? And then he says, But the Spirit himself, he makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be what uttered. Give me verse number 27. For the Lord knows, he who searches the hearts, knows what the mind of the spirit is. Because he makes intercession for us according to the will of God. According to what? James says you have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you ask amiss. So many times we come before God and you have your, your your shopping list, I call it a shopping list, because many people think God is a supermarket in as much as He is is beyond that. Prayer is not just a shopping list. And, and, and so the Spirit. Knows the weakness of men, And he said I will come in. I will make intercession. For them. According to. The will of God. Give me First Corinthians chapter 2. Ah. And I brethren. When I came to you. Did not come to you with excellence of speech. Or of wisdom declaring to you. The testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of who and of power. What I want you to note there is that there is something called human wisdom human wisdom will tell you human wisdom is basically common sense it is logic it is intellect it is reasoning capacity that is human word wisdom and paul said when it comes to spiritual matters i put aside human wisdom ah my god when it comes to preaching the gospel i lay aside human wisdom because human wisdom may tell me don't pass here it is not good but the lord will say go here this is where I want you give me verse number 5 that your faith should be in should not be in the wisdom of man but in the power of of god verse number 7 however we speak wisdom Among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, of the age to come, who are coming to nothing. So there's also the wisdom of the world, the wisdom of the age. There's human wisdom. There's the wisdom of the age. Are we there? All right, verse number eight, number seven. Go back to but we speak the wisdom of who of God. So there are three dimensions of wisdom. There's human wisdom. There's the wisdom of the ages, or the wisdom of the world. Then there's the wisdom of who of God, and that is the highest wisdom. Many people think they have wisdom when they have reasoning. Hey, yeah. don't mistake common sense for the wisdom of God. Hey, the wisdom of God is such as Moses, what do you have in your hand? I have a rod, hold it out. That's the wisdom of God. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. His wisdom is higher than the wisdom of man. Are you with me? All right, verse number, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Say, in a mystery. Say in a mystery, a mystery is something that cannot be understood by layman. Hmm? So we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Ah. Now help me, just help me go First Corinthians chapter 14 verse number 1 and 2. Now I, yeah pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may professor. Give me verse number two. For he who speaks, we say the wisdom of God, number one is spoken. Are we there? The wisdom of God is spoken. Number two, it is spoken in a mystery. Hey, It is not spoken in English. It's not spoken in Swahili. It is spoken in a word. Mystery. Verse number two. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to who? To men, but to God. For no one understands him. Yeah. Ah. No one does what? Understands him. You know, let me tell you something. When you are praying, you have to enter a certain dimension which is not of men. which not even the devil can understand you have to unlock a certain dimension and you say I need to enter a certain place so he says however in the spirit what does he do he speaks mysteries the wisdom of God is done word spoken in a mystery verse number 2 of 14 says he speaks in mysteries are you with me I am trying to explain to you the ministry of prayer of the Holy Spirit. (sighs) So when I am praying, when I am praying, I do not have to... Speaking what men understand is a certain level. But there are places you reach and you have to enter the dimension of God. And you say, "Uh -uh, these things men cannot help me. I need to enter your place. So you begin to download and to pray in the spirit. And you speak what? Mysteries. Even your reasoning, your human wisdom does not get what you're saying. Hello. Hello. And so, go back to chapter 2. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom of God. So the wisdom of God has been hidden. Are you there? It has been what? Hidden. That means you do not go to University of salaam to acquire wisdom of God. Hey. You go to University of salaam to learn how to do accounting. Hmm. But if you want the wisdom of God, you have to go into a certain place called the University of the Holy Spirit. So he says, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Why did God hide it? Why isn't it plain? It was for what? Your glory. Did you know that the most expensive things on this earth are hidden? Did you know that the most expensive things are not on the surface? That if you want gold, the most expensive, you have to go underneath. And you excavate it. It is hidden for a purpose. Ah, The more hidden it is, the more expensive and dear it is verse number 8, which none of the rulers of this age knew for, had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of all, of glory. Going back to our scripture, John sixteen seventeen, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not what? Come. I need to go. Come on. Because when I go, the Holy Spirit will do what? Will come. And so he said, these guys had they known they wouldn't have crucified Jesus because Jesus is going meant the Holy Spirit's coming. My God. Oh Lord, oh Lord. I said Jesus is going meant the Holy Spirit's what? Coming. He said I have to go. I have to go that I may send him. Hey. If Jesus was still here, the Holy Spirit would not be so Jesus had to go that the Holy Spirit does what? Comes. Ah, the Holy Spirit is Jesus unlimited. When Jesus was here in the flesh, he could only be in one place at a time. But when the Holy Ghost is here, he is in you and me. He is in Tanzania. He is in Kenya. He is all over the world. Are you with me? Ah. Verse number nine. And then he says, Remember, this wisdom was hidden for our glory, for us. And then he says, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor have entered into the heart of what? Of man. The things which God has prepared cared for those that love him. Why did God hide this wisdom? For your glory. Why did God hide it that no eye could see, that no ear could hear, that no heart could understand the things which God has ordained for you. Ah, help me tell your neighbor you don't know things about me. There are things you don't know about me that is why people may look at you and think you're a mere man people may look at you and think you're a mere woman people may look at you and just say you're an African people can look at you and just think you're a girl but there is something that no eye has seen about you there is something no ear has heard about you and God has hidden it that is why You do not read people by first value. You don't look and judge and say, Oh, you will be shocked. Oh, you will be shocked. You will be shocked at what can come out of people when the apostles rose entire Israel thought these were fishermen but then this man could heal the sick, raise the dead clean the lepers and the Bible says these men who have turned the world upside down they have also come Amen. Peter today may be a guy who is ununderstandable may be a mere fisherman tomorrow 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 because no eye has what has seen. Alright, verse number 10. So these things which God has hidden And in verse number 10, the Bible says, For God has done what? Come on, read with me. The Bible says, For God has what uh, reveal them to us so, through who? Uh, come on, through who? His spirit. For the spirit. Such as what? The spirit does what? Uh, Such as how many things? Uh, All things. Hey, what a love! Uh, I mean by all, it means all. Uh, It means the heavens and the earth, Uh, under the earth, Uh, in your past, in your future, in your mind, in your heart. Uh, The spirit searches uh, all things. Uh, Then he continues, yeah. The deep things of God. The Holy Spirit is like a search engine. (laughs) Like like, like Mr. Google. Like Mr. Google. When you need to find out something, you don't need to go very far. You get your phone, you put in the search engine, and you search for what you want. And it will bring a list of the things that you want save the holy spirit is way better than google the holy spirit comes directly to the point he does not give you a b c d he gives you exactly what is about you exactly He is the search engine. I said he is who? The search engine. That is why Jesus said, Peter, I don't need to give you money. I don't need to give you gold. I don't need to give you women. I don't need to give you land. If I give you the Holy Spirit, who searches all things, yeah, the deep things of God. You have everything you need. Everything. So, Remember, Romans chapter 8, verse 27 says, For God searches the mind of the Spirit. Are you with me? For the Spirit maketh intercession for us, according to who The will of God. So, this scripture is saying, huh, in Gogobab, verse 1 Corinthians, first Corinthians chapter 2, he is saying that he searches all things, even the deep things of God. Human wisdom cannot search the deep things of God about you. Never. The wisdom of this world cannot search the deep things of God about you. It takes the Holy Spirit to search. Are you with me? Ah, verse number 11. For what man? Knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. So, verse number twelve. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us. God. Now, here is the point. The spirit of intercession, this is what it does. When you enter that place of prayer and you begin you are allowing the spirit to pray in you. Are you with me? Yes. Yeah. And as you are allowing, you are praying mysteries. Say mysteries. Say mysteries. Your mind does not get what you're saying. The people around you may not get what you are saying. But the God you are praying to understands what you say. saying. Even the devil does not get it. Yeah. The reason why the enemy can fight your prayer life is because you give it to him. You, you give it to him. come on try the enemy will hear mysteries Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ah, I say there will be an atomic bomb that will hit the enemy's camp when you're praying in town Ah, he will not know what just hit him but someone will hear fire coming from the east from the west because someone has entered the sudden and then, as you are praying in the spirit and allowing the spirit to pray through you, in you, making intercession, you are praying the wisdom of God. <laughs> I said you are praying who? The wisdom of God. You are praying the will of God. You cannot miss it. You cannot be outside the will of God. No. Ah, uh, have you ever been there and you find yourself in a place you never even thought you would ever be? Well, Lord, how did I reach here? Girl, you prayed in tongues. Yeah. Uh, you prayed the wisdom of God. Mm-mm. I said you prayed the wisdom of God. Your mind may not have been getting it, but God was getting it. Uh, have you ever been there and God surprised you with something? I said, but God I did not ask for this. Uh, no, you did. You did. You did somewhere. You were praying the wisdom of God. Yeah. My God. My God. he maketh intercession for us according to the will of God. Are you with me? He maketh intercession. When you want to pray, I, I thank God for lists, thank God for lists, thank God for prayer lists. But you see, they have a limitation. At one point, you have to engage another gear of, humor, of wisdom of God, of the wisdom of God, not of human wisdom because as you are praying, Ah, human wisdom will tell you pray for some money, pray pray for some money, pray for, pray for some millions of, of dollars and the Lord will say ah, 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 what I want to do with you is way beyond millions of dollars I want to make you a lender to nations and not to borrowers so when you engage the spirit you are praying according to the will of God Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and share the message to your family and friends. Follow us on our social media at Kingstar Church.